You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Get ready for a frenzy. Bring them out, bring them out. The Fantasy Frenzy. What's up and welcome inside Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Got you covered for the next hour. We take you up to the fantasy best friends forever. Then lead you up to noontime when we get red heat and rage. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, Wall Street, Matt Medica. The all-in kid, Jake Seeley. He is the accuracy expert. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing out there? Today on the program... Going to hop into the FSTA Experts Draft. Going to break down. I don't like to go like pick by pick. I like to break down teams. So today we decided we were going to start with uh, our buddy, our pal, dude we used to work with, one of our guys, the good doctor, Dr. Roto from Scout Fantasy. So we'll break down his team, see how he's doing it, getting it done. This year did the FSTA Draft a little bit different. Um, I guess Matt Deutsch is the commissioner because he got to pick the people <laughs> to be in it. And then after he picked the people to be in it, he decided to format it best for his radio channel. So we had a slow draft for 10 rounds. I think we had 10 rounds of drafting at the FSTA conference in Los Angeles last night. And I think they finished the other 10 a little bit later on. They go back to a slow draft. So we'll break down what we got from our man, Dr. Roto. Get out your insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. We'll let him know if the office is going to remain office open or he's still going to get charged for malpractice. So we'll do that. A little bit later on in the program, our guy, Emory Hunt, he's down in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl. So talk to Emory about some players we see in the Senior Bowl. The Zard, the playbook, you know him from uh, Line of Block Live right here on this channel on Sunday mornings. You know, a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago, Emory was down in um, – I believe it was Charlotte for a coaches conference. Mm-hmm. So I think Emory's trying to get in the coaches, so that'd be good too. We'll have Desire the Playbook can be, you know, we will have a uh, hopefully he gets a job in coaching, you know. Start off small, like a high school in Jersey, and then the next thing you know he'll be the offensive coordinator at <laughs> uh, the Cleveland Browns. He go, he's the guy that's gonna keep Kaiser. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna keep Kaiser, he's gonna trade for uh, who's the guy in the Bears? Tom Tariq Cohen, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we'll talk to Emory live from Mobile, Alabama. I believe they got a uh, I believe they had one of the first press conferences of the senior bowl. Uh, going off at 11 a.m. Eastern, so Emory's going to give us a couple minutes before we get out there. All in, kid. Jake Seeley, what's up, my man? Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing good, Corey. And still my guy. Still my guest spot. Oh, you got Emory today too? No, I got him on later of the week. Just oh, like okay. Last week. I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just busting. No. Like, like yeah. only allowed on one show. <laughs> I'm just, I, I had him for the East West Shrine game last week. I was going to have him on it. Yeah, again this week for the same same thing. So cool. we'll get more insight later in the week for you'll hear today, and then yeah. uh, if you want a little sneak preview Thursday or Friday, we'll get to him after he's seen a lot of the practices. No doubt, because when he comes on on targets, you're right. Some of the practices will have gone on. They haven't started yet, so today would be kind of a preview. I just was going off the email. Nando said Nando was like getting him on. I was like, all right, <laughs> you know, Nando said show. yesterday we having him on this. Yeah, week? yeah, you did, you did mentioned it too so there you go right there Matt Medica what's going on with you my man how you feeling you were talking earlier this morning we're getting close but three weeks away from pitchers and catchers yeah it's that most wonderful time of the year it's raining out today here in uh, Manhattan but it's sunny in my mind yeah there you go thank you for hooking up the background for us too because I can't do two things at once 
sorry, but thank you for doing that. That thing doing? right here is hard for me <laughs> to maneuver this thing. I got people telling me in my ear and stuff like that. I want to start someplace interesting today, though. The Oscar nominations for Best Picture are out. Let me tell you the pictures, the movies that are nominated for Best Picture. Uh, Call Me By Your Name. Never heard of this. Anybody? No. All right. Okay. The Darkest Hour. Anybody? I mean, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. It just came out like a month ago. Oh, really? Gary Oldman is like the lock to win Best Actor. Okay. Even even with Daniel Lewis. I haven't seen it. I I haven't seen it. Dunkirk. Anything? I've been wanting to see that for the the last week. Mm. Maybe watch it tonight. Okay, cool. Jake said it doesn't deserve it. All right. Uh, Get Out. I haven't seen that one either. No, yeah, it was no. decent. Well, overrated. Yeah, I heard it was good, but I got a feeling it's overrated. Larry Bird? No, not Larry Bird. Lady, <laughs> <laughs> Lady Bird. Larry Bird would get best picture. <laughs> Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, Three Billboards Outside, Edding, Ebbing, Missouri. I heard that was a good one right there. So that's it. Those are the nominations. When we come back, we'll talk something you know a little bit more about. That's fantasy baseball. Playing Daily Fantasy Basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to DailyRoto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Timberlake DB? It is JT. All right, cool. I'm a big JT fan. I'm probably up for it. If you're a big fan, how about you have that S? I just, well, it sounded like a JT jam, had a JT groove to it, but I didn't know which one it was. Wasn't that bringing sexy back? Was that bringing sexy? Yes, oh, it was. Most famous joint. He's all right. His wife's better. Who's, who, who did JT marry to? Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. All right, do they have any children? I, don't, I believe not yet. Okay. They'd be a very talented child. Jessica Biel. <laughs> Derek Jeter leftovers. <laughs> you have to, like, shield... You have to, like, shield your eyes when that kid's born from, like, the beauty. I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Great. It just comes out like, yeah. Oh. Like, wow, this kid can dance and act and Probably sing. the ugliest sin. <laughs> <laughs> this is an amazing childbirth right here. <laughs> Doctor gonna have to wear special gloves not to mess up the child. JT gonna be... Released, like, Kanye's new baby's name is like Chicago or something stupid like that. Yeah, Chicago West is the new yeah. is the new um is the new uh West child. This one I was talking to a lady friend of mine, right? And she, she's all into this like gossip rag and stuff like that. She's like, Yeah, they had this one by a surrogate. And I and I was like, What does that mean? And she was like, You don't know what Did that really? means? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one was this one this one Kim K did not give a, oh. this, this is all news to me, because like I said, I don't really my kids was mine. <laughs> I got the receipts. Trust me. Um, and yeah, well, you my, still could. You put the things together and you just put it in somebody else. It's still yours. Yeah, yeah. I feel. I feel you. You're right. But I was just like, okay, this is. I don't know. I guess it's what rich people do. Whatever. So yeah, the new, the new, the new West child is a surrogate. This is so they is got. Is this their second or third? This is their third child. They got. How long they been married for? Well, been together. I'm not saying. I think that they are. I think they're married. This, yeah, they, they, they had the wedding. Was the wedding on TV or something like that? I don't know. But I'm saying, how long have they been together? They popped out three kids already. I don't know. They, I don't know. It seems I don't really like, care. Yeah, I really don't either, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm a, I, I like old Kanye, like pre-Kim Kanye. 
Everything everything is better pre-Kardashian. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tristan Thompson, pre-Kardashian. You know what I mean? Uh, Reggie Bush, pre-Kardashian. Even though Reggie Bush was kind of the one to put her on the map a little bit. So, but not, they got... Oh, I don't know. What was the basketball player that used to play for the Nets? What was oh, that, uh, um... He wasn't that great either before. The dude, the dude, everybody, nobody in the NBA liked the dude. Uh, yeah, they booed the hell. I can't think of his name. I actually went to a Wizards, or not the Nets, the Wizards. It was one of the two. I was at a Wizards game, and every time he touched the ball, the entire crowd just started booing. Yes, was I would say I know Don Burns, somebody on the floor, four, no, four, no. Chris, yeah, that was Venture. Chris Humphrey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Chris Humphrey. He had, see, the thing about people booed Chris Humphrey, he had like a Christian Leitner type thing to him. You know what I'm saying? Well, here was the thing. What I, I still remember this. When the Saints won the Super Bowl, somehow, when they were on the field, Kim got on the friggin' set. She was on the set. And I was like, what is this girl doing here? And Reggie didn't seem to have thrilled about that neither. Yeah. And I think shortly after that, the... Uh, yeah, try that with Belichick. <laughs> oh, God. With the trophy. <laughs> yeah. Here, take the trophy yeah, and take, that girl take, get this, take this AFC championship and get out of here. <laughs> you can keep that one. So now nah, the oldest child is Northwest, the middle child is Saint West, and then the youngest oh, child is Chicago God. West. When you got plenty of money, you can name your kids whatever. Because these kids don't got to fill out job applications ever. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I think Kanye uh, marrying Kim or getting up, getting together with Kim was. Yeah. He, I don't, he don't need no Kardashian. Yeah, he didn't need. Yeah, he didn't. So there you go, right there. So that's that's your update. So we got you Oscars and we got you Kardashian news. Only thing we need now is some Lavar Ball news. But nope. Uh, <laughs> I knew Jake was like, no, no, no. I'm leaving. I'll talk about the Kardashians again. Lavar <laughs> Ball adopt child. <laughs> Jake be like, my internet went out. <laughs> be back on at three thirty. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Let's get ready to talk a little baseball. Um, everybody that doesn't know or haven't been involved yet, I'll read through the first round. This is a 14-team rotisserie uh, experts draft. And I believe uh, Derek Van Riper is the defending champ. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Let's give DVR the shout. Shout out to DVR. Derek Van Riper from Rotowire. He does a great job um, over at Rotowire. One, one of the real good dudes in yeah, the industry, he is. too. He's a class act. DVR work with kids, right? Like him and his wife are both in the education field. When Adrian Peterson mm-hmm. had uh, beat that child in the Stopa 10K League, DVR cut Adrian Peterson before he was suspended off a of character alone. Like he worked with children, mm-hmm. didn't like the child abuse aspect of it. Him and his wife sat down, had a talk, and he straight cut him. And I was like, wow. I never take it that serious, but DVR do it. Hey, that's up to him. That's his thing. I don't got no knock against him. That's his team, whatever. <clears throat> so. For some odd reason, this is a 14-team league and not a 15-team league, but whatever. We'll go with it. Mike Trout, Jose Altuve, Nolan Arenado are the first three. Paul Goldschmidt, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper are the next three. That's the first six. Chris Bryant, Mookie Betts, Charlie Blackman are your top nine picks. Giancarlo Stanton comes in at 10. Carlos Correa at 11. Joey Votto, 12. Clayton Kershaw, 13. Max Scherzer, 14. Corey Kluber, 15. So the first round ends with a run of pitches. I never really like to just like, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all, focus on pick by pick because I think you get lost that way. So what we want to do is we want to take some of these down and go through how these people built their teams. And today we're going to focus on Dr. Roto. I was going to do Howard Bender, but I was like, I'll save that for later in the week. and want to have a good time with that one. So let's start with the Doc. 
The di- <laughs> Let's start with the doc, the diggy diggy doc, y'all. Doc Roto. Matt Medica, his first pick off the board is Boston Red Sox outfielder Mookie Betts. What do you think about Mookie Betts at eight overall? I, I love it. He's one of my favorite foundation pieces this year. The average was like 260 this last year. I believe he's a, you know, worst 280, more of a three hitter, uh, 300 hitter. He's going to give you, you know, north of 20 home runs, about 25 stolen bases. He could steal 30. I mean, he's been, he's been caught seven times over the last two years. So his, his uh, success rate is great. He should be back at top of the lineup, scoring a bunch of runs. Okay, maybe you're not going to get the runs batted in aspect to his game, but he's going to give you everything else. So I think that's an excellent pick. All right, so Jake, up after Doc takes bets, the two outfielders go right behind Betts, Charlie Blackman and Giancarlo Stanton. Do you think Betts was the right pick in that spot, or would you, would you have gone Blackman or Stanton if you were looking to go outfielder? No, I would have made the same exact pick. But remember, last year, Betts was going off as the number two guy off the board in most every league. And even if he bounces back close to what people expected for last year, he's the better all around because you get the five categories. With Stanton, obviously you get all that power, but you're giving up a category. And obviously he also has injury concerns, although they've all have been freak injuries. You still have that. Charlie Blackman, same thing. I mean, you're going to get a ton of runs, but also you're giving up a little bit when it comes to steals. So I have no problem. If you want to go Blackman, I wouldn't blame you that much. You just have to understand you're gaining in one spot and losing another. It really comes down to how do you want to build your team. And I'm with that at this point. I want somebody that can basically give me production all five categories and set me up to be more flexible throughout the draft. All right. Time out right quick from the draft. Jake, is that David Wright jersey new, or did I just miss that for the past eight months? <laughs> no, I just, no, I just put that up yesterday. Okay. Just to add something. I, had a, I, I told Greg I hadn't had a new Funko Pop edition for a while, so I, I threw something else up there. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure my mind wasn't going on me because I looked over there. I was like, this David uh, I was Wright like, you know what? I interviewed him at the, over the weekend, and I was like, yeah, I'll throw up my David Wright jersey. Where'd you interview David Wright at? At his CHKD Foundation benefit that That's he has right. over the weekend. He he does it every single year, a little Vegas night. That's you can right. hear the interview today on Target, 4 to 6 p.m. Hey, you go right there, so make sure you tune in for that. I forgot David Wright is a 757 guy. I forgot mm-hmm. about that, so shout out to David Wright. Upton Chris Taylor, Mark Leishman, Zimmerman, Uptons, yeah, Dyer. There's a lot of I athletes mean, in that area. There's a ton. I still haven't even named all of them. Yeah, so. a lot. They got. They have a good. Uh, they must have good water. Good baseball pipeline down here. Yeah, Lander. Yeah, and if, obviously you got a, the, the two goats, Michael Vick and um, Allen yeah. Iverson. I actually missed Verlander by one year in ODU. Oh, really? Look at that. You could have been roommates. No, <laughs> we were talking about Shaka Smart earlier. I don't want to get. I don't want to get off track. <laughs> so let me let me bring it back. Next pick <clears throat> after Doctor Roto takes Mookie Betts, uh, Matt. In round two, he comes back. He takes his first pitcher, who is the third, who's the fourth pitcher off the board, and that is Chris Sale. The question I have for you is: Chris Sale the fourth pitcher off the board? He, him, and Kluber are pretty much in, as far as NFBC ADP. They're pretty much tied as the third guy. You can make the case you can take them second, uh, depending upon how you like it. Maybe if you're nervous about Kershaw's back, you could dock Kershaw. I mean, as long as Kershaw gives you 175, though, I don't have a problem with it. The fact that the main issue I have here is Chris Sale lasting where he did. I I think that's just tremendous value where he really shouldn't get out past, you know, top 16. 
Jake, so you said so you agree with me that that's tremendous value right there. What, I, what we tend to see in like a lot of these experts league is they'll play pitcher chicken, much like much like the way they play quarterback chicken. Why is he the right choice here or sale? Best player on the board? Uh, best player on the board, baby. Look, it's, it's really the fact that it's Chris Sale. I mean, honestly, like, like I completely agree with Matt. I expect him to go earlier, and I'm looking at the guys in front of him. And if I'm picking, I'm also so I don't, you know this. I don't draft pitching, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like if I'm sitting in this draft and I see Jose Ramirez there and Freddie Freeman, Machado, and Judge, I'd probably lean with Sale over Machado just because I've kind of cooled off on Machado. But I don't have a problem with some of those picks, but the value itself is great. We come back on the other side. We continue to talk about Dr. Voto's draft break that down. Also, Emory Hunt coming up a little bit later on. Dr. Voto took a second baseman in the third round. Let you know who that was. Matter of fact, it's one of his Roto children. We'll talk about that when we come back on The Frenzy. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Back up and Adam, Fantasy Frenzy. <clears throat> oh. 10 minutes or so from now, we get Emory Hunt and Zard the playbook on the, on the program. 10, 15 minutes from now, uh, talk about what's going on down there in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. So that'll be good fun. That's where the NFL is headquartered at right now. General managers, all, all of those people, scouts, executive types. They even got some head coaches or coordinators. They're all down there in Mobile. So got our boy Zard the playbook is down there with him. So we'll holler at him, see how's everything going, what we can look forward and to expect this week. I know I've been talking a lot of trash about how SiriusX and Fantasy, all their participants, I mean, all the people in this draft are like, they're guys. But I forgot, and I, I know this is a snub by me, and I left out one of my boys, who actually works right here on uh, Fantasy Sports Network. That's Laura Michaels, Creative Sports Laura Michaels. He's in this draft, so yeah, he and he uh, does the Tout Wars show on this network right here, so we got one. Should we count that one, Jake Law Michaels, or is that like, oh, he's like a ringer? He so was grandfathered in. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Was he? Is that? Would you agree with that, Jake? He's a ringer. He was grandfathered in, as opposed to what? As opposed to like another member of FNTSY being in here. Like he's the only one, uh, but he would have been in anyway, right? Yeah, probably. He would have yeah. probably been in anyway. Uh, to be honest with you, as far as the FSTA goes. Personally, the only reason I'd want to go is because it's in L.A. Yeah, <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. you know. Other than that, probably can put together a better draft than this. <laughs> <clears throat> By the way, Corey, you see the dissension in uh, Dallas for you guys? Oh, please say with the Mavericks. Nope. Oh, Lord. <laughs> no, I did not see it. What's the latest? Executive Vice President Stephen Jones saying yes. Des Bryant can be a distraction. The chemistry between Dak and Dez is different between the one in Romo and Dez. It hasn't hit on cylinders, and we have to really get our hands around and put our full body to work together where things are headed. Yeah. See, it's, it's, it's still two years left on that contract. So One, right? Oh, I think I, I think thought it was just one. Oh, it was. Okay, well, that's even more frightening. Listen. I think they could get one. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, he's owed $12.5 billion. I don't know if it's one, but it's 12.5. And if they got rid of him, they'd save 
Which doesn't seem possible. I mean, what, are you going to have Cole Beasley as your number one? No, well, <clears throat> obviously, you know, they, they can't. they got to make something happen. But I do think this is a very important year coming up for Des Bryant. And, um, you know, one thing, I always, I always tell people this. Eli Manning didn't hit his stride until Jeremy Shockey got out of town. Because you can't have one person dominate the football and then come back to the huddle and curse the quarterback out when they don't get the ball. And Jeremy Shockey was doing that. When Jeremy Shockey got hurt, Eli Manning took off. Matter of fact, he won two Super Bowls. So, not saying that's what's going to happen here. We have seen Dak and Dez work together. That back, that back half of, 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 um, <clears throat> of Dak's rookie year, when Dez came back from the broken foot, Dez was wide receiver six down the stretch. So, they got to figure it out. It doesn't make it better. Romo in the booth basically saying that he's not putting the football where Dez likes it. So, um... You need to yeah. watch some tape of where Rumble was putting it. <laughs> yeah, but well, Dad's need to Dad's need to stop complaining. And I, but you, Dad's is always gonna be that guy. Yeah, that's that's part of his like mo. Yeah, but see, you can't. Dad's barely thirty years old. You can't wear number eighty eight and have this happen to you. When you wear number eight, Michael Irvin, they had to take Michael Irvin off the football field. You feel what I'm saying? He wasn't up there talking about I've been battling with tendonitis in my knee, but I wasn't on an injury report all year. <laughs> I'm a little peed off with Dez right now. And that's family. Yeah, I feel like so. That's a family affair, so we're going to keep that off the radio. <laughs> Let's get back to Dr. Roto. Also, family guy. Let me tell you what's so funny. <clears throat> it, uh, don't tell him I told you all this. I'm talking on the radio. But Adam Ronis is like the lead host of the show now. On the Scout Fancy Show, but Doctor Roto still comes on first and says, "Take out your insurance card, take out your copay." The office is open, and then Ronis takes over from there, which is the most egomaniac thing I've ever seen in my life. But I love Doctor Roto. Shout out to my man Doc. I hope he's feeling well. I hope he's enjoying himself out there in Los Angeles. Round two, he takes Chris Sale. He comes back, Matt Medica, in the third round of the draft, and he takes. Brian Dozier Roto. For those of you who don't know, if Dr. Roto like a player, he gives said player his last name. Until player is not good no more, then he puts him out the Roto estate. <laughs> but Brian Dozier Roto has been one of his guys since I've known him. Uh, he goes Brian Dozier in the third round. He scoops up his second baseman. Yeah, I have no problem with him. Brian Dozier year after year gets it done. Uh, second baseman here. I might have went DeGrom here. I, I love Jacob DeGrom. Pair him with Chris Sale, being that I got that picture. But no arguments on uh, Jacob DeGrom, uh, uh, Brian Dozier at, at his pick here in the third round. Jake, Brian Dozier, Roto. I'll keep going hammering them pitches in Jacob DeGrom like Matt suggested. No, I would go back. If, I, if he took Sale already, I'm going back to hitting him. That's not a question okay. for me. Going back to hitting right there. That's how I go. All right, cool. So is, 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 when, you, when, you, when you, I don't know, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but when you do your rankings at second base, you think Dozier is going to end up being in that third, that third guy behind uh, Altuve and Gordon? Mm, he'll be in the conversation, but it's just not, like I said, this is the reason that I don't know what I'm going to finish this year. I'm not yeah. expecting great things because a lot of the guys I was high on got hurt last year, but the, the reason I end up back-to-back number one because I just let the projections do my rankings. Okay. I don't go through and say, I like Dozier more than Cano. Oh, no, actually, I like Cano. No, I just I do what my projections say, and then that's how I rank, and that's how I'll treat all my drafts, and I think that's that's what's led to my success. So I might like Dozier, but the reason I do that is to get rid of my biases. It's like saying, you know, in my head, I like Dozier more than Daniel Murphy, but Daniel Murphy ends up coming out on top. We'll have to see. Did anything change in Minnesota, like in the lineup, anything like that, that could, like... Well, Miguel Sano might be facing a nice uh, suspension. Oh, yeah, he might not yeah. be playing this year. Yeah, that's right. Miguel Sano did some 
something real crazy. So that's yeah, I forgot about that. So will that affect Doja in any way? I mean, Doja's still going to do his, but okay. you want like somebody to drive him in. I mean, who's you're going to look at? Who is going to replace Sano in that lineup? That would be the question. What do you think, Jake? Does it does it affect him anyway? Not significantly, but you can't have a big bat like that behind you and not see a little bit of drop off, whether it's from runs, whether it's from protection and his own abilities. You don't lose a piece like that and not have some effect. I don't think it's going to be egregious, though. All right. So after Dr. Otto takes that pick, we see five outfielders go off the board. Billy Hamilton, Justin Upton, Sterling Marte, Chris Davis, Andrew Benatendi, and Kristen Yellick. A couple of pitches go off. Three pitches go off the board. Uh, Jacob DeGrom, Carlos Carrasco, and Luis Severino. And then Matt Rice Hoskins from the Philadelphia Phillies goes to Dr. Roto, his second outfielder. I'm not too familiar with Hoskins. What's up with his game, and, and, and is this a good pick? Uh, look, he is beloved by many. He came up on the scene that first month. I mean, he was just on fire, in fuego, however you want to say it. Second month, there were some corrections here. He does have very good plate discipline going back to the minor leagues. He is a home run hitter. Uh, I don't own any shares of uh, Hoskins yet. I'd like to get a share or two. He, I'm not as I'm not on, as on board as everybody else seems to be. I think the production will be there. I don't know if the average is going to be as high as maybe others view it. What do you think about CJ? I worry about like you're not okay. This is this is fourth round for a guy that really doesn't have that much experience. You worry about. You know, a guy that breaks out getting drafted the next year a little bit too early, or do you think um, that Hoskins is in a good spot right here and this is a good place to draft him? Well, see, the thing with Hoskins is the fact that like he's somebody that was touted to begin with. He was, mm-hmm. he was on a fast pace because of the power. But like Matt, I've actually I've seen some of the projections out there. I think like Steamer's got him like two sixty three. I even think that's aggressive because to Matt's point is what he just said is there was a big correction. The power was still there, but he went from hitting three hundred. And the one month, and then the very end of the year, September, was I think it was like 220. So that 260, 70 average that he finished with, he was not even that good, if you want to look at it. I think he is more of, I'm not that saying he's going to be 220, but I would say he's more probably the 240 to 250 range. The strikeouts are high, but he has to play discipline, as Matt said. He also walks, so he strikeouts. He strikes out and walks a good deal. What you're really looking here for is like mid-30s, potentially 40 home runs with that kind of average. You just have to understand he's, he's probably going to be a batting average drain on your team. Yeah, well, people just love to, I'll use the word, I guess everybody else does, so extrapolate. <laughs> over like, you, know, the, you get that sample size and say what he's going to do over 162. There's a lot to like it. One of the things that happened in, in that second month was you saw, like I said, he does have good plate discipline throughout the minors and stuff. We saw that the first month, but that second month, the strikeout percentage did jump up. He was closer to like 27%. We're saying the first month of August, he was striking out 15 16%. So, look, uh, he is going to, he's in a nice lineup. He's playing in a nice home park, but this is always the key. The adjustments, you seem like they were being made in September. How does that second season, you know, that first full season, if you want to put it, or that second season, how does he make the adjustment? You think it could be one of those situations where, like, like the, the pitching catches up to him or something like that? They get a better read on him? They get a better book on him? Uh, well, they're going to they're gonna have a book on him. And I, I think he's more, say, I'm kind of with Jake. I think he's more, if I, if I had a, to make a safer bet, instead of, like, whatever, Steam is 263, I'd maybe do 253. And, yeah. you know, giving somebody 40 home runs, you pretty much... 
that that's never done that before on the major league level. You pretty much got to play 160 games or so. So I would be, you know, 30 plus homers, 250, and go from there. It's Trumbo. Exactly. That's cool. My Trumbo can play. Yeah, well, but I mean, last year Trumbo was what twenty, you know, low twenties in home runs, and he was two thirty five average or something like that. So that's that you don't want, especially if you go in the fourth round. But he is ballyhooed. He is the apple of many eyes, especially like these prospect guys. They love this kid. They like to take him early, huh? All right, so cool. Yeah, Emory Hunt coming up in a little bit. I I can't find his phone number. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Um, I got it. If you thank need you. It. If you can, if you can pop that in the chat for Don Burns, I appreciate that, Jake. Will Emery be wearing a robe today? I mean, the last time <laughs> you were pushing Emery that probably on a pink suit <laughs> out there in that heat and mobile with a pink suit on and all that grass all over his suit. Knowing E probably got something crazy like that going down. So that's up. That's uh, what's up. We'll get to him. I want to get to, uh, to the homies. Uh, Doctor Otto's next pick. He takes Wilson Contreras, catcher for the Chicago Cubs, and. Uh, yeah, okay, well, we're getting ready to go out to a break, so we can't get to Wilson Contreras right here. Maybe we'll circle back around. I do want to talk some more about Dr. Roto team. We only got an hour now because we got the best friends and Roto experts is three hours. So, But um, we're having a good time still. We'll go down to Mobile, talk to E. It's the Fantasy Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. <laughs> Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Executive, all in kid, Wall Street, Matt Medica, Fantasy Frenzy. I gotta do some of these headphones up here. Can't blame Scott no more. <laughs> he ain't been here in a little Except bit. Except for that one day. <laughs> Scott was one and done. Scott was one and done. Like like the like the new Duke. The Duke put together the first NCAA. Big three mega team, so they'll have that. Why on. not though? I mean, I'm not going to give him any. Yeah. I'm not going to say he shouldn't do that. You know, you got to be better than that. If everybody else is doing it, and you know, I want before we get to E because we got Emory on hold. Because this is why, Matt. Because Coach K always seemed like he was above that. You feel what I'm saying? He was always like, I want student athletes in my program. You know, dudes like Calipari going to do it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And you know what else Coach K wants? He wants championships. Yeah, he wants trophies. You know. <laughs> There you go. You got to play the game, Coach K. Yeah, better stop North Carolina and Villanova the last two years. 
This is true. They don't really have too many ones and dones on those teams. And Villanova got another no. squad I'm coming in. I'm not saying you can't win without it. But yeah, you, right. You have a much better opportunity. Yeah, true. Because them dudes is not going to compete. Not always. Remember that Kentucky team that was supposed to run the table and not lose a game at all? I mean, yeah. they got bounced in the first round. Yep. Is, is the is the Blue Devils' new uh, nickname the Brotherhood? <laughs> the Brotherhood. <laughs> the Brotherhood of the Duke. Oh, shut up. All right. Let's go down to Mobile, Alabama. Talk to my guy, Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. Yo, E, we, we all want to know. The entire listening world wants to know, E, what are you wearing in Mobile today? <laughs> <laughs> it's 55 degrees and it's a little windy, but I do have on a, a nice Kelly Green football game plan polo. Always about branding. Okay, nice. all right, cool. I cool. like the Kelly Green. The, yeah, yeah. I don't even. I didn't know they had. It. I didn't know what <laughs> Kelly Green was. I know they got Forest and Army did, Green, Army, and, and I guess Kelly. All right, so E, who? The, so we got a big dog down there in Mobile. This week. people are looking forward to seeing Baker Mayfield on the field. Uh, how, what do you think about Baker Mayfield? What do you think he's going to be able to show and prove this week? Well, hopefully he shows up. He he, he isn't here yet. Okay. You know, so um, yeah, so he's supposed to get here for the in time for the practice because he uh, he had a, a family issue, quote unquote. He had to deal with. That's why he missed the weigh-in. Probably a smart move because these dudes out here reporting every height, weight, hand size, as if that matters. Um, so they're so people don't see his body type, and he measured in at you know five six or something like that. So people. It's strategic, but on the field, we hopefully he shows up in time for practice and get out here and, and showcase what he can do just from a, a pure quarterback standpoint. Well, so, Emery, I'm glad you brought up the whole height-weight situation because James Washington, we finally got his checking in today. 5'10 and 7 eighths. Is this a concern for you? Because a lot of people are high on him, but this is a little shorter than everybody even thought. This is why people are stupid and scouting and stupid and NFL is dumb. It, like, all season long, all you heard was, man, James Washington is built like a running back. Today he measured in at five, ten and a half. I don't know, he's too small. Like, wait, you just say he was built like a running back, and now he measured in five, ten, as if all of that matters. He still can grab it. I mean, I, I liken his game to Chris Chambers. You know, same type of build, same type of skill set. Chambers may be a little bit more explosive, but James Washington can, Washington can ball, and I don't care how tall he is. It, to me, size is not a skill. So that's why, I all, outside of another reason why I always bypass the weigh-in and don't go to it, um, that reason is, a, is one reason why, because to me it doesn't matter. Hey, what's up, Emery? Quick question. I want to rewind real quick to the Shrine game. Uh, who was the guy or two that you thought really helped their stock the most this, that past weekend? Villanova's cornerback Malik Reeves was excellent, uh, show, showcasing the ball skills he did throughout the course of his college career. I thought Marcel Frazier of Missouri was virtually unblockable uh, throughout the week, as well as Ken Tavis. I, can, I keep messing up his name, but the kid from North Carolina State, the last name Street, he was balling out of control. And so those two defensive ends I thought did well. And again, uh, Malik Reeves, the ball skills that he showed and, and the ability to match up one-on-one, he was impressive, and to be honest, JT Barrett was the best quarterback of the whole week. Um, you know, I, I know the West team struggled with their quarterbacks and things of that nature, so it wasn't a, a high bar to, to to leap. But just to come in there and to be calm, cool, collected all week long was impressive. Turn my microphone on. Talk, talking to Emory Hunt, Zaw, the playbook right here on the Fantasy Frenzy. I always get 
like a kick when like a new college, like a new class get ready to come into the NFL to see how names have evolved over the years. I want to ask you about this kid from Penn State, this wide receiver, Deshaun Hamilton. Deshaun spelled D A E. S E A N. What's up with Deshaun Hamilton? Not Deshaun, but Deshaun. Deshaun is one of my favorite players. He was actually at the Shrine game last week and got the call up to this this game here uh, in Mobile. Um, he he's one of those guys. He's a big slot receiver, but he can play inside or outside. Uh, he has the footwork to get himself open consistently. He can catch the ball away from his body. He's not afraid of a contact. So. I'm not surprised to see him get the call up, and he's going to do just fine because he got the call up as well as Justin Watson of Penn, the Ivy Leaguer that also performed well all week, got the call up to the Senior Bowl as well. Nice. All right, Emery, let's go back to the position you love. That's running back. Rashad Penny, you see a lot of people that are high on him. You see a lot of people that are worried about the small school production and whether it's going to translate. Where do you land on Penny before seeing practices and the results this week? Yeah, even before grading the film, I think Penny could be in a running for, you know, RB2. Because every time I look up, he's breaking an 80-yard run. And so if you were able to do that, I want you on my team. And if you think about this, too. They have him returning kicks. And if you return kicks, that's letting you know that, hey, he has good long speed explosiveness. When you return punts, you don't have to be fast. You can be shifty uh, and still be effective. I returned punts. That was definitely not the fastest. Uh, but this dude returned kicks, and that tells you about his explosiveness and his acceleration. And you combine that with him being in the backfield with his ability to run uh, behind his pads and, and break tackles with power and also speed, that's the type of back that you want on your roster. Hey, Emery, what's one or two guys for this weekend's uh, Senior Bowl that you're most excited to uh, see on the field in practice and in the game? Danny Johnson, the cornerback out of Southern. Uh, here's the, This is where film and height weight uh, measurements contradict themselves. Now, it was announced today that he weighed, he measured in at 5'9", 185, and 9 whatever inch hands, right? And people were like, oh, he's, he doesn't meet the threshold of some NFL teams or blah, blah, crossing off his list. This dude led the, the, the nation in picks the last two years. So that's the dude I want on my team. I don't care if his hands was an inch big. He finds the football and catches the intercept. So that's the guy I want. I want to see him out here um, against the upper talent at, at receiver because in the swag, you're going to see a lot of the passing game. So he's got – but more than enough experience to, to play the pass. I just want to see how he handles being one-on-one against bigger, bigger physical receivers on a consistent basis. And also, you look at linebacker Nick DeLuca of North Dakota State. I think he's one of those guys that can play uh, inside as, as a 4-3 Mike backer or inside as a 3-4 inside backer. So how he does in coverage is what I'm going to be interested in seeing uh, him do throughout the course of this weekend in the game. When you asked Emory, Matt, about player that he wanted to see, I had no doubt that we was going to talk about a player from Southern. <laughs> e, let, let, let's talk about the big dog. Let's talk about the big dog that's out there. If you get some place for a little less win so we can get the good scouting report, a good analysis breakdown coming from Mobile, Alabama, Senior Bowl, got the press conferences coming up, getting ready for practice the next couple of days. One Mr. Josh Allen looks like he's going to be one of the, the guys going to go at the top of the board. Here's the thing with Josh Allen, you know, he has a strong arm. That what we, that's what we know. All week he's going to have to be consistent. And, you know, practice is kind of set up for you to have that level of consistency. So it wouldn't surprise me. It's going to be fun to read the tweets as every pass he throws um, either gets completed or intercepted. You know, it's just, oh, wow, that's why you 
want to take him number one of blah blah blah. But <laughs> I just want to I just want to see him be consistent in seven on seven and in team drills. I'm not going to pay too much attention to him in one on ones because again, there's no pressure. Uh, you got all time to throw the ball and a big window to fit the ball in. So how you doing team in seven on seven is going to be key for him all week. All right, Emery, probably get you out of here on this one. I don't know if you've had a lot to see yet, and that's fine if you haven't. But if not, I want you to keep your eye on him this week. Any initial thoughts on Jaleel Scott, another small school, the big wide receiver that could, I think could have possibly impressed this week? Yeah, I've seen a lot of New Mexico State players, them being in the Sun Belt Conference. So uh, he's a tremendous receiver. And normally you don't find guys that big that play that big. So that's what you want to see from him. Uh being that size, being 6'5", playing 6'5". You know, you see two uh, – remember a guy in Stephen Hill out of Georgia Tech was 6'5", but he played like he was six feet. You know, you want to see guys consistently play their height, play their size. So in one-on-one drills, that's going to be big for him because quarterback is just going to have a big range to throw the football so he can go up and get it. All right, there goes my man Emory Hunt, the czar of the playbook right there down there in Mobile, Alabama, getting it done. Emory, what's going on? How long are you going to be out there for? Till, till Sunday? Uh, yeah, till Sunday, and then it's back is back up to uh, Jersey. Um, actually, Friday there's a break. There's no practice, so I'll be doing another coaching segment up at Tuskegee uh, nearby. So I'm always moving, but I'll be out here all week all and right. for the game. Right, well, well, right. He's like a shock. Yeah, he's always moving. Well, there you go, right there. This is all the playbook. Emory Hunt. He's in Mobile, Alabama, with a Kelly Green. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, if you, and, and if you don't know what Kelly Green is, it's the old Eagles uniform. Oh, God. That's the last thing I need to see right now. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Emory, when you get back to the city, my man, you got to get in the studio. We'll get some work done. Holla at you, my man. Take care out there, all right? Appreciate that, guys. Cool. That's Emory Hunt, the czar of the playbook. We'll be checking in with Emory, obviously, throughout the course of the offseason because he's got his eye on all of that stuff. Go to all of these shrine bowls and senior bowls. and They'll never let him to the combine, though. They'll never let him go to the combine. Really? Yeah, he never gets approved a for a movie media pass to the combine. We're going to have to get that corrected this you year. You to talk to somebody. <laughs> that was very scary, man. <laughs> you were like, I know a guy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> when we come back, get ready to put a football uh, on it. I want to talk a little... A little hoops. I want to talk about this thing, and I want to talk about uh, Wilson Contreras on Dr. Moto's team. It's the Fantasy Friends on FNT as well. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Up here getting ready for the best friends forever. They come up right after us. Don't forget, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Target Fantasy. That's Jake, Joe Pisapia, and Canadian kindness, Chris Meany. Don't forget, if you're getting ready for the baseball season, you might want to pick up the Fantasy Baseball Black Book. That's Joe Pisapia's heart and soul right there. That's his baby. So make sure you want to look out for Joe. He got some good stuff. He can already talk about a little something right there. 
Uh, right quick, uh, Jake, do you think the Cleveland Cavaliers are in trouble? Mm, haven't been paying enough, time, enough, okay. enough attention to basketball, no. All right, cool. I just did normal Cleveland Cavalier thing where they have like the crazy. Tonight. Where they have, yeah, they got the Spurs on the road. I'll, tell, I'll give you the same answer I give you every single year. Who cares? It's the middle of the season. They were 500 last year, and look what happened in the finals against the Warriors. There you go. And that's kind of their MO. There seems to be a little bit more panic around the organization right now, Matt. But like you said, I mean, they got LeBron James. They got LeBron James. I mean. Yo, who is the who, – who, wait a minute. Have you ever seen a player in their 15th year that's getting better? Like his game is improving. It's crazy. He must be on that Tom Brady diet. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the magical pajamas. He got the, av- he got the avocado <laughs> connect that Tom Brady got. He got the same dude. Um, Matt. In round five, Dr. Roto takes Wilson Contreras. Yeah, yeah, look, this is a good young catcher and all that. I probably would have taken uh, Buster Posey ahead of him. I, I like what's going on in San Francisco. I know it's not a hitter's park and all that, but I like the way this lineup is shaping up, especially at the top. Uh, Buster Posey, I wish he played first base. Uh, he, he can really hit. He's going to get you know nicked up behind the plate, but having that catcher eligibility is is a very nice thing. The problem with Contreras is he's hitting well over 50% of his ground ball. I mean, he's got like a 55% ground ball or something close to that. That's not good for a catcher. And his home to fly ball rate is like 25% the last two years. Okay, granted, he's hitting 20 home runs, but, you know, that seems a little tough to sustain. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's my take. I kind of feel as if you wouldn't have took Contreras in this spot. No, because I don't draft quarterbacks. I don't draft quarterbacks or catchers. I don't draft catchers that early. I never do. I always try to get the, you know, I do like the Ramos, Yadier Molina. Like, I'll pair up two of those once I get to, like, the ninth, 10th, 11th round, that range. Look at this fifth round of this draft right here. Carlos Martinez, Chris Archer, Dallas Keuchel, Yu Darvish, Jose Quintana, Garrett Cole, and Aaron Nola all go off the board. There's a lot of pitchers in this fifth round. Matt, has it been like that? Is, like, is the fifth round a sweet spot for pitchers, or it's kind of you're seeing roster construction fall into place along group think? In the high-stakes leagues, you're going to see the big four usually go in the first round or just after that turn. And then it's going to start happening maybe at the end of the second, but more so early to mid-third is where you're going to see a move on pitchers. Guys like uh, DeGrom, Carrasco, Severino. So it'll be a, a round earlier. In that fourth round is where you're going to see the uh, C-Marts, the Archers, uh, Nolas. Oh, look, Aaron, Aaron Nola, Garrett Cole, and Carlos Martinez I probably own the most shares of, and Louis Castillo was starting to get up there. Hmm. All right. I haven't paid really for the high... Uh, for, 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 for the, I, I do want, if I was given the preference of how to start the first three rounds, yeah. it'd be Mike Trout, and then I'd go DeGrom and Carrasco. All right. Jake, you, what, are you, what are you watching tonight, at night when, like, when, you, when you shut down, Jake? You don't, look, you don't turn the basketball on? You watch college. The Tar Heels played last night. Mm, Tar Heels got burned last night. I know. Mm, three-pointers, man. They, they still can't defend three-pointers. No, I usually, I'll put something like that. It's like, Either some type of sports, because I'm usually still, I usually, like I told you, I do my work between like 7 and 11 at night. Yeah. So I do so, uh, something in the background that's noise, like wrestling. That's why I watch wrestling still. Something I don't have to pay that close attention to. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. They had the Raw 25 joint last night. Mrs. Sussman didn't uh, enjoy it. It wasn't that good. Yeah. Frank was at the ball, Kelly, so they probably touch on that coming up in 
fantasy BFF. So thanks for rocking with us this hour. Maybe they'll slam Florida to the table. He's a Bills fan. <laughs> fantasy Frenzy, we out. <laughs>